For sports content from the biggest leagues and competitions across the world, look no further than Reuters Connect, Reuters online news content platform. Reuters Connect makes finding the sports content you need easy, whether it's in-depth reporting from Reuters journalists or access to video highlights from around the world. Bring the world of sport directly to your workplace with Reuters Connect. For more information and a free trial, visit ReutersConnect.com. Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week, we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rulemakers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Caro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. And it only gets bigger, especially before and after the holidays, when everybody takes stock in fiscal responsibility for post-COVID 2021 and moving to the next level, hopefully for 2022. In this spirit, let's look at the deals of the week, three to one. Three. FanDuel and Pat McAfee come to terms on an extension worth about $30 million annually. Everyone's favorite punter-turned-analyst sports personality sticking with FanDuel for the long haul. Both have clearly benefited from their partnership up to the moment. McAfee, one of the most watched and beloved figures in sports journalism broadcasting. The Atlantic reported on Twitter, citing industry sources, the deal's worth about $30 bucks annually and good for three years with an option for a fourth. The deal means FanDuel will continue to be the official sports book partner of McAfee, Inc. and the McAfee Show. His show, running live on YouTube weekly from noon to three, will also get a new look. Indianapolis-based studio gets a makeover. FanDuel getting naming rights for its new set as well. Deal-making issue number three. Two. UFC awards were given out this past weekend, headlined by Usman taking home the best male MMA fighter. Herb Dean, referee of the year. Others like female and executive, etc. But Usman's 2021 was a dominant year as he defended his belt three times is now many people's undisputed pound-for-pound best fighter. Bottom line is MMA is mainstream more now than ever before. One. Finally, deal-making issue number one. Navy defeats Army in a big upset. They call it an upset, but who knows between these two. The game was no different as the festivities included a tribute featuring an American flag memorial meant to commemorate 7,000 fallen U.S. service members. The game marked the 20th anniversary of 9-11, shaped the lives of countless service members, including those who played ball at the two academies. It was also the first game since the U.S. withdrew from Afghanistan in August, affecting uh, a large part of the war on terror. Bottom line is this is not just sport, but this is life. And what a great segue to see our interview and feature This week, Napoleon McCallum, born in Jefferson City, Missouri, rose to reject Syracuse, Tennessee, and NC State offers. Why? He wanted to play at Navy. He'll explain why in the interview. The bottom line is he was two-time All-American, finished sixth in the Heisman voting in 83 and seventh in 85. He was inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame in 2003, but then he continued to graduate with a computer science degree in 85 
and drafted by the Raiders in 86. The Navy assigned him to Long Beach, California, because as a supply officer, he could split duty between the Navy and the Raiders, turns out, between Marcus Allen and, and the Raiders and the Navy. And then the next year, he was assigned to the Indian Ocean, ending his career until he comes back in 93. What a great tribute to a man who I caught up with at a celebration at the Forgotten Soldiers Outreach Unified Dreams Wounded Veterans Honor at the Rooney Palm Beach Kennel Club on Pearl Harbor Day. Great speaker and also talking about Army-Navy and the transition and the dual obligations with both. I give you, with honor, Napoleon McCallum. So you pass up Syracuse, Tennessee, and North Carolina State and others to go to the Navy. You tell an interesting story as to why. Why don't you tell it? Oh, well, I decided to go to the Naval Academy because um, I wanted to be an astronaut. That was my big dream. That's why uh, my grades improved. And um, from third grade on, uh, I went from uh, CD, CDs to A's, B's because I, I wanted to be an astronaut. And uh, back then they had the encyclopedia and, and you couldn't Google up things. But when you went through the encyclopedia and you wanted to find out where did most of the uh, astronauts go to uh, school at, uh, most of them went to actually Michigan and the second uh best place was the Naval Academy. Which is a very interesting perspective. Michigan's having a pretty good football year, but that's an entirely different story. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the bottom line of all of this is college football, we ended with that today, but we're doing this interview four days before the Army-Navy game. We'll air it a few days after. There's nothing like the rivalry, as, as you explained, and even though college football is a $10, 12000000000 billion business, the passion is no bigger than when Army plays Navy. All right, and and rightfully so. You know, it's uh, these guys. Uh, they play college football for the the pure uh, enjoyment. The you know, it's it's probably the game at its most purest. Uh, you've got guys who might not be as big and strong as the guys on the major college level, but they give. Uh, they give more um, because they've got bigger hearts and they go out there and they uh, go on that battle field we call a football field and they um, they play their hearts out and for the seniors it's probably the last time that they'll play uh, football. Your Navy career on the field was pretty incredible. Sixth in the Heisman voting in 83 and seventh in 85, 85, uh, seventh. At that point, as you graduated, um, any thought about going right to whoever drafted you, or did you understand that service was a an obligation or something that you thought you might be able to uh, um, negotiate around in the right way? Right. Um, well, after your second year, um, you know, you commit to to going into the naval, uh, into the navy, and so I had already had that commitment. Uh, wasn't as was on the road to being great but uh, wasn't there yet so you know my my dream was still to be a naval officer and so later on um, you know when it became more of a, a reality possibility you know then it was just trying to figure out a ways that you know how can I serve the Navy and be able to play professional football 
So you played, and you played for the Raiders, and your first year when you're on active duty, and you're on active duty uh, as a supply officer, what was harder, to share time between the Navy and the Raiders or to share Raiders time between you and Marcus Allen? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, pro- definitely the Navy. Um, so I went to work early. Uh, I was the assistant food service officer on board the ship. Um, and so I handled breakfast and lunch. And then after that, I would uh, drive up to El Segundo and then go to practice. And I'd miss, you know, half the practice from the Raiders and just had to catch up on all the, the things that they had learned uh, earlier in that day and go out on the field and then afterwards stay and watch film and be coached up on what I missed. Was Al Davis a, look, he's serving his country, you got to cut him some slack, or he missed some film, get in there and catch up? Um, He was, uh, you know, get you know we were trying to make it happen and he was trying to make it happen too i i think he he realizes talent and uh he was trying to work any which way he could to to make it happen so obviously the the footsteps of of a naval career than the nfl uh, Staubach graduates 64 65 but doesn't play until 69 when the cowboys uh, drafted him but he 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 he, he served his obligation You've got guys like Malcolm Perry today, uh, Alejandro Villanueva on the Army side. Um, how hard is it really to make it in the NFL when you have this uh, service obligation you're juggling as well? Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's very tough. Um, you know, when I was doing it, not a lot of um, players had gotten that opportunity. And so, um, it, and, and because of my recognition, it was kind of hide hard to hide the fact that I was playing in the NFL um, so you know they the, the people who are playing now don't draw as much attention and there's more of them that are actually making it and doing it so in 87 you get reassigned there was no way you could play um, part-time when you were assigned to the Indian Ocean that that couldn't work no, there's no way. There, there were no flights, uh, supersonic flights, uh, that could fly me all the way over there. So, um, no, nope, had to settle with trying to work out on board the ship uh, and keep myself in shape. But you did come back, and you remember the uh, wild card victory over the Broncos uh, in '93, and you were a a uh, uh, play service obligation, come back and play success story which is even rarer yeah it, it's uh i was blessed that the raiders had faith in me to to wait four years uh for me to come back and play and be able to work myself in the the lineup you know back then you know marcus allen bo jackson eric dickerson roger craig those were the guys that were ahead of me um and so it, you know th- those are great guys yeah. and so uh had to really really work hard to um get in the lineup well, but you persevered, obviously, and you survived and thrived. What was it like, in retrospect, to carry the 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 uh, the, the service honor and be the voice of military service with a platform that the NFL gives you as well? Yeah, it it's uh, it was a great honor, great responsibility. Um, I kind of shared some of uh, uh, you know the the military with. Uh, my 
teammates every army navy game i'd dress up in my dress whites to go to practice um so that they knew you know had my sword and everything so uh, so it was it was kind of neat uh to share with them you know the importance of the military to me well and and, and today when you look at some of the philanthropic uh, causes that were talked about here the Unified Dreams and Forgotten Soldiers Outreach and the Wounded Veterans Relief Fund. There are a lot of those organizations, many local, many national, but they all focus on giving back and they all focus on honoring service and commitment. What's your general approach to all of that? I assume it's a very important part of your life. Yeah, it's really important. Um, I don't have any specific organization that I, I work with, but I, I try to help all the organizations because they 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 all work in an aspect that is very, very important for current military people and veterans military uh, people. And so if I can lend my name, um, you know, help out in, in different ways, um, you know, I try to do things like that. The beauty of this interview is this is Pearl Harbor Day, but it's four days before Army-Navy, so we're not going to even talk about it because it'll be dated no matter what. I'm sure I know your preference. But now we go into the last four weeks of the Raider season. First of all, with Allegiant Stadium the way it is and going back to years when we were all working on Vegas as a potential candidate for any team in any sport where, no, it's too much gambling, they're never going to do it. Right. Now look at what's happened in, in Vegas. You're a 20-year resident of Vegas? Look at the transformation. Does it, does it surprise even you? Um, it's not surprising. Um, it is, uh, what I would say, just neat how it's become like a sports town. Uh, you know, it was traditionally entertainment, gambling. Well, gambling first, then it's entertainment capital. And now um, we might be even a, a sports capital because there's a possibility that the uh, um, Oakland A's mm -hmm. might come to Vegas also. So we've got basketball, um, we have the women's basketball, we've got hockey, a minor league hockey team, minor league baseball team, now a professional football team. And uh, and, and I, I just want to say that like, the Raiders are doing a fantastic job in the community um, and their outreach. They've actually paid for every high school to have a AstroTarter football field and track. Um, that they can call their own. So they're doing a great job in the Las Vegas community. Not a loaded question, just a perception. There are many people that have some very strong opinions either way on the Davis family, on Al, and therefore on Mark. Everything I've known working with them and others is philanthropic, visionary, beyond their years. What's your overall impression of the Davis family? I think that's a, a great impression, just visionary, you know, um, Al had the desire to win, <laughs> okay, and so it didn't matter who could help him win, you know, uh, with diversity and the coaching staff and the front office, all that, um, you know, just the, the drive to win um, and, and work with people. Um, and, and also in the community, like I, like I said, Mark... Uh, Davis has done a fantastic job with the Las Vegas community and being a part of it and only two years there. Final thing is the transition from football to life. Uh, you blew out your knee, 
probably the wrong words. Blew out is it, it? It doesn't describe what happened yeah. to you, right? And 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 so you were left with, as you said today, thinking about going from uh, where am I going to play next to losing a leg, uh, potentially. And then you turn into a successful businessman. How quickly? How did you draw your strength? What were the kind of biggest takeaways from that? Uh, well, you know, I, having my leg dislocated and, you know, the ruptured artery, severed nerve, three of my four ligaments completely torn, um, you know, having to, to put that all together, um, you know, I, I just drew back on things that I had spoken to, to kids and I talked to him about, you know, not putting all your eggs in one basket. Get a great education so that you can fall back on it. And so that's what I did. I fell back on my education. It was time to stop crying, um, you know, and, and get on with life. And, you know, sometimes God closes a door to open up the door. And so there's been a lot of things that have happened in my life that have helped me to be, a, uh, to be more impactful and this great world that God created. Great world that God created and opens more doors than closes. He's the director of community development for the Vegas Sands Corporation, uh, told he's got four wonderful daughters. And now we have the Raiders moving to his home down for his convenience, and we've got the Super Bowl and Final Fours and a whole bunch of stuff coming to Vegas over time because of Allegiant and otherwise. Big time in the future for you and the city. Big, big time in the future, and if Vegas keeps doing things the way uh, they do it, you know, people are going to love coming to Vegas for the Super Bowl, and it's going to be hard, I think, to uh, have the Super Bowl any other place. Um, because people are going to love it so much. Uh, we have so many fans that come to Allegiant Stadium from the other team, uh, which is not really normal. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to come see your team play in a different city, why not Vegas? And they're thinking about the economic impact of it. Most teams will go, most fans will go, go to a Sunday, and then take off. In Vegas, they spend an extra two or three days and lose a whole lot of money. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> well, that's how our economy generates. And um, so it's neat, but we, we have a lot of entertainment. We have a lot of great restaurants. And so, you know, not only can you gamble, but there's a whole lot of other fun activities to go, sports, uh, just, you know, the different shows and everything. So you can have a great time in Vegas and not lose a lot of money. (laughs) All you need to hear is Napoleon McCallum's story, and it's a wonderful one at any time of year, especially this. How about the Tech Minute? Rose Bowl game between Utah and Ohio State features Clear's digital health pass to admit fans the negative COVID-19 test has to be in, and you have to have a negative test within 72 hours of of entry, the con- the company's pandemic born-in app health pass used by teams across the NBA, baseball, hockey, football, to screen fans' COVID health status to enter the stadiums. The company also had a deal with mobile payment app Tapid, which partnered with the Rose Bowl in November to turn the stadium cashless. This is a big deal for all future spectator and health compatibilities. And that's your Sports Tech Minute. Finally, ending with philanthropy as we normally do. Tom Brady named Sports Illustrated's Sportsman of the Year for the second time in his career. The Male and Female Athletes of the Year, sponsored by U.S. Polo ASSN, also dominated the headlines at the Hard Rock Casino a week ago. 
clearly a big deal. Demarius Thomas passes away at age 33, an incredible athlete and an even better person. His legacy will carry on for the years to come. Auburn men's basketball program put on four years probation. Head coach Bruce Pearl suspended for two games. The report says he, quote, violated head coach responsibility rules because he did not adequately monitor the associate head coach and failed to promote an atmosphere of compliance. David Pollack, elected to the College Football Hall of Fame, his NFL career cut short due to a neck injury, but he found his calling doing commentary work and philanthropy work. And then finally, EA adds women to their NHL hockey game for the first time ever. NBA 2K, the game published by Take-Two Interactive, put Candace Parker on the cover of its 25th anniversary WNBA edition, making her first NBA WNBA uh, player on a 2K cover. Much more than this, kudos to them and the future of women's sports. Our show for the week, love to appreciate Napoleon McCallum. He rises above us all. We'd like to thank Nick Nielsen for helping to put this together. I'd like to thank all who were involved and thank you all for listening and watching. And join us next week when we continue to go inside the business of sports. I'm your sports professor, Rick Haro. See you next time. Action Images is the global multimedia sports agency of Reuters. Leagues, teams and federations around the world rely on Action Images to create, distribute and monetize their content. Action Images' global footprint means sports media expertise is never far away. For more information, visit actionimages.com.